If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. We are off and running on a Monday. Good to be back here on our normal spot. We're full strength, at least for one more week before I go on vacation. Uh, that is Sean <laughs> King, former NFL QB. I am Tim Murray. Are you really going on vacation? Yeah. So you mean right in the middle of college basketball tourney time? You're going on vacation? I mean, I'm going to do work. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You just... I mean, oh, hold on. Oh, oh, my throat hurts. All right, Sean, I'm going to go take off today. Well, coming from the Circa Sports, you want to you walk want, downtown Las Vegas. It's Visa and Prime. Sure, time. you want to go down that rabbit hole there? Hosted King? solo tonight by Sean King, oh. aka Puck Shradamus. Uh, Hosting solo, AKA huh? AKA I really was sick, so uh. don't try to pull that car. <laughs> Come on, what could go wrong? Uh. Friday morning at 4 a.m. off of Vegas weekend. Come on, what could go wrong, Tim? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's good to be back. Uh, and we got a lot to get to. Conference tournaments start this week. NCAA tournament, before you know it, will be here. Uh, this time from in two weeks, Sean, we will be sitting here on a Monday night with a bracket in our hands trying to figure out who is going to be the champion of college hoops. A crazy weekend of college basketball 
And uh, the NFL draft starts, or NFL draft combine, I should say, starts this week. So a lot lot going on in the yeah, sports Yeah, I think world. they arrived today, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, the first wave of people got into Indianapolis. And listen, if you get a chance, go by that JW Marriott down there. Those are the best chicken wings in all the Midwest. My sister worked there for Ooh, good. Got some good chicken wings yeah. at that place. Love that city. It's a good city. Good city there, Indianapolis. So a lot going on. Uh, we will talk some NFL draft coming up in just a little bit. Matthew Friedman, he joined us uh, quite a bit on the nightcap, uh, really on a weekly basis leading up to the NFL draft. So we'll uh, check in with him, his latest mock draft. Uh, we'll talk some hockey with Jonathan Davis coming up later on in this hour. Josh Applebaum, the king of steam, will join us in his normal Monday spot at 8 o'clock Eastern. And then Jamie and Christian will visit uh, with us as well off of... Uh, a lot just, of J's. Jonathan, Josh, Jamie. And... Triple J's. Yeah. Got the triple J's going Could have been the four B's, but we're short one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's some mischief i miss you i miss you too yeah, man, man. oh boy you forgot about my four b's right uh, no i didn't For those of you the inside joke is when the nfl playoffs started i went on a full campaign <laughs> i had t-shirts made hats it was all four b's bucks brady burrow bingles write it down that was who was going to participate in Super Bowl, what was this, uh, 57 or something? 57, this, yeah. Yeah, so it didn't quite turn out like that. Brady lost in the first game, and uh, Burrow lost in the AFC Championship. So. Almost got there. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confident, too. That's what's oh, crazy. Oh, man, that was this thing. And then Jick Jack just came on. Carl Johnson just, man, he just really oh, he put added a, a B to it. <laughs> he called it broke. He, not only did he say it's the five Bs and added broke, <laughs> then he told us that his biggest bet of on the NFL season was the Cowboys. Was the Cowboys. Jeez. <laughs> oh, God, I love this show. What could go wrong? Oh, it's so much fun. Uh, I have a question for you. So... Two games over the weekend where the epitome of overtime is where dogs go to die. On Saturday afternoon, Sean, mm -hmm. Iowa closed as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. They were down by 13 points, 91-78, to 78, with 90 seconds to go in regulation. By the way, can I put context on this? Yeah. I had Iowa. <laughs> so did Minus I. four. Well, we'll get to that here in just a moment. <laughs> So, <laughs> Iowa, I turned it off. Like, I was sitting there. Oh. My my uh, my little guy and my wife were out doing something. I had the house to myself. I'm sitting there with the dog. I'm watching this. I'm like, this is garbage. I'm out of here. I'm going to go brush my teeth or something. I, I was done. Then they make a miraculous comeback. They force overtime. And in, in overtime, they go on to win 112-106, covering the closing number of five and a half. Then on Sunday, Sean, Michigan's at home facing Wisconsin. They're trailing 68-65 with a second to go. They inbound it. Hunter Dickinson throws up a miraculous heave. It goes bottoms. Michigan goes into overtime, covers the closing number of five and a half as well. I at Iowa, you at Iowa. I didn't have a play on the Wisconsin-Michigan game. But my question is, if you had either Iowa or Michigan, how long until you can rightfully complain again about a bad beat? Well, I can complain. <laughs> I absolutely can complain. I, and what was crazy about the Iowa game was the 42-42 at the half. Like, so, 
I had seen this like with you know kind of. I was feeling okay. The, at yeah, that I time was feeling good because because Michigan State could not miss. Now AJ Hoggard hits a free throw with a minute twenty seven left. <laughs> a minute twenty seven. No, ninety three eighty one. <laughs> and that's when I kind of like was okay. Yeah, this is over. Like I went and jumped in the shower because I hadn't left the house yet because that was a rather early game and I was still finagling around the house. You know, you know how's this day gonna start? We're gonna get off on a good foot. We're gonna because we had a lot of games. You know, it was a big Saturday here at VSIN for the uh, betting uh, podcast that you guys, competition you guys have yep. going with the college basketball. So I stopped watching. So did I. And then when I got to where I was going, I ordered a Mick Ultra, Big Daddy, cold glass, and happened to look at the TV, and it was Iowa in overtime. And I was like, no freaking way. And they went on and win. And listen, I will be honest, that started what turned out to be a pretty good Saturday. The only game I lost was Oklahoma State, who went the opposite. They were competitive in the first half and, and went on a stretch in the second half where they shot like the basket was moving and, and ultimately did not win or cover. But uh, I didn't I didn't get involved in the Michigan game, so I didn't follow that one as closely. <laughs> but, I mean, after Iowa, I couldn't really, couldn't really get upset. Uh, Matt, Matt Humans texted me on, on Saturday, and he said, uh, no complaining aloud for a while. That was his uh, direction to me, and I think that's fair. Did he have Iowa as well? I don't think he played Iowa, mm. but, Matt, but shouts to Matt Humans, 5-0 uh, day in the, uh, in the contest. Really? Yeah, he Good had a big Matt. day. A lot, of, uh, a lot of people had It's a, tight. I was looking at the Very uh, tight schedule. there in the uh, circuit contest, so I, I got some work to do, but it's not insurmountable. We got 15 games left. What are you, 16 and 13, 16, 13, and 1. And I was about to send out a tweet in frustration on Saturday night. And then I remembered, yeah, I got the Iowa cover. Because I had Notre Dame plus seven. Notre Dame makes two free throws, Sean, to make it a six-point game with six seconds to go. Just let the inbound come. Don't foul. What are we doing here, Mike Bray? You got, you got alums that are probably backing you. And they fouled with six seconds to go. They lose by eight. But... When you had the Iowa ticket, I was like, yeah, can't really complain about this one. <laughs> can't really complain about The frustrating part, Sean, though, about the circuit contest, I'm going to show you. So here was my list of games that I, I looked to, to, to take. So uh -huh. Oklahoma State, Arkansas, Iowa, San Jose, Notre Dame. Those were all my picks. Right. UNC, didn't play it. West Virginia, didn't play it. Mississippi State, didn't play it. DePaul didn't play it. South Dakota State didn't play it. All of those covered. <laughs> yeah, I had South Dakota State. The one that hurt me, though, because, you know, I'm not a huge college basketball guy, so I'm generally parlaying when it comes to college basketball. Like, four of the people in the contest had, like, Oklahoma State is their best bet. I did, too, yeah. So going into the, the day, like, I thought that was the one, like, I wasn't going to have to sweat, and ultimately that ended up costing me huge. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a loser for me. I had Oklahoma State. Lay in two. I think they close three and a half. Ultimately lose outright to Kansas State. But I'm back on the pokes tonight, baby. <laughs> we'll get uh, we'll get to our college basketball bets a little bit later on in the show. But a, a crazy, crazy weekend of college basketball. Ton of uh, buzzer beaters. You saw uh, San Diego State went on a three at the buzzer. Arizona State hits a 60-plus footer to beat Arizona on the road. Bobby Hurley's waving to the crowd goodbye. I mean... It was a wild weekend of college basketball, and I feel like, Sean, this was the weekend people needed to kind of get their juices flowing for what's about to come here in two weeks, NC the NCAA. This was the weekend. I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. All I learned this weekend was what I already knew, which is I know nothing. 
No one knows. I that. mean, Florida State might be the worst team in the ACC. Came from 25 They down. were down 20-plus against a team that I was thinking about putting the futures on to be NCAA champion, not just ACC, the Miami Hurricanes. And they allowed Florida State to come back and win outright. I had already put North Carolina in the NIT, and then they played one of their best games of the season versus Virginia. They closed so, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, yeah, Sean. I, I, I knew it was the right side. I just couldn't do it because I had taken them with Miami, and they had burnt me. Oh, so yeah. I was like, I'm oh, not yeah. falling into that cesspool again. But, I mean, I don't know anything about college basketball. You just pick a team you like the colors and roll with it. That's probably – by the way, you can always tweet the, the show. The most expert advice I can give you. <laughs> Pick the colors. At Real Sean King, at one Tim Murray. Darren chimes in. He goes, I had Iowa and Michigan, and I'll happily complain about losing Penn State minus two and a half Ooh. after being up 19 in the second half. Yeah, that was a tough one. So, first of all, Jerry Smith in the lot on the show for at least 60 days. Um, Penn State alum. You no, know, yeah, because I called him three times. He didn't answer. Then I text him, and he texts right back. So, he's officially on 60 <laughs> days sabbatical. Uh, from, Did from you text time. him with your with your very nice, what you got? No, I asked him. I say, can I trust Penn State? Did he say yes? <laughs> no, he said, I'm going to look up exactly what he said. I hope he said, <laughs> no, they'll probably have a double-digit lead and blow it at home to Rutgers. What were his exact words? His exact <laughs> words were, nah, too much delay. So I bring that up to say this. It took everything I had not to text him back, you dope as Penn State went up like 15 to 20. <laughs> I mean, it came out like, oh, man, it was like varsity versus JV. And then I stopped watching, and all of a sudden on the ticker, it says Penn State gives up massive lead. I was like, what? And I went and looked it up, and they had lost by three. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad I didn't text Jared Peacock. <laughs> Did you say off the game? Oh, yeah, I didn't touch Good. it. Yeah, I didn't touch Good. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys didn't answer back quick enough. We got a lot to get to. We're going to talk some NFL draft here in just a little bit. Matthew Friedman, there's a report out there uh, regarding the Bears already fielding calls. What are they going to do? It's going to be a busy week there at the Combine. And also, speaking of peacocking, a certain quarterback was released today, Sean King. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Rifle. A top half of the league quarterback, according to Sean. We're talking draft next, though. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Super Bowl champ and former second-round pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. The NFL Draft couple months away but the combine this week in indianapolis and that gets the juices flowing for the nfl draft and a gentleman who may like betting the draft more than i which is hard to find out there but uh, matthew friedman joins us right now at matthew at matt f the oracle on twitter director of content for fantasy pros and betting pros and he points it out in his article 70 and 50 last year matt plus 29.3 units and he's got his most recent mock draft out there so Matt 
appreciate it. Uh, real quickly, before we dive into your mock draft, last year here in Las Vegas, it was hard to find offerings, especially far out. Books don't like booking the NFL draft because they more often than not lose. Have you found over the past couple of years and with your sustained success that books are starting to limit options earlier when it comes to the NFL draft? Yeah, that's definitely the case. Although this year we started to get some markets posted earlier than we did last year. So that's encouraging. You know, we've already seen markets for first wide receiver drafted, first defensive player drafted. Of course, number one player selected overall, number one quarterback. But the market is a little more robust right now than it was this time last year. And of course, at prize picks, uh, they are posting 40 props for uh, all of the players, not all the players, but a ton of the, the big-name players at the Combine. So that is also pretty fun. I would think the market is robust as it's ever been with all the new states that have just legalized sports betting and, you know, all the different apps that are now available. You know, of course, in Vegas, they've been burned before, so that's a no-fly zone, as Tim <laughs> mentioned. But, you know, some of these apps, especially in the newer states, maybe, you know, haven't had any exposure to, to, to a draft menu thus far. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I think you, you're kind of talking about Vegas being burned on this. That also hits on some of these books that are also expanding, but they started draft coverage a couple of years ago. And sure, they only got hit at that point in you know, maybe like five or ten states, but they got hit pretty hard. Uh, and so even though they are expanding to more markets, they're still carrying with them the scars of former years, and it's made them hesitant to put out as many props and to put them out as early as you know, recreational sports bettors would want. We're talking to Matthew Friedman. You can follow him on Twitter, at MattFTheOracle. His uh, mock draft is out right now, pre-combine mock draft. And, and I want to get to the first overall pick market because your mock has Will Anderson going one to Chicago. Uh, but a lot of us are under the assumption that the Bears – could be moving out of the first pick. There was a report today that from Adam Schefter that they're listening to offers. So right now the market has Jalen Carter nine to one, Will Anderson eleven to one, and then the other four that are higher than them: Matt Bryce Young at minus one sixty five at DraftKings, plus uh, C.J. Stroud plus four fifty, Anthony Richardson five to one, Will Levis plus six fifty. How would you go about handicapping the first overall pick market? And are there bets? in your opinion, that are worth taking a flyer on right now? Yeah, so as you say, it is kind of assumed at this point that the Bears are going to try to trade out and probably will trade out. And there are some sports books that are actually posting odds on the team that will make the number one overall pick. Uh, and the Bears aren't favored in that market, even though they currently have the number one pick. Uh, and so you have to assume that if a team is trading up, they are going for a quarterback, right? That, that is almost a given, 100%. Uh, and the thing is, this quarterback class, it, it has a lot of upside with those top four. But you can look at any of those four guys, and you can see flaws that they all have, which means I think it's a pretty wide open market for the quarterback who absolutely goes number one. And I think it's more of a, uh, a team-dependent or scheme-dependent or sort of uh, trait-dependent type of evaluation for these guys. I think Will Levis, uh, you know, anywhere from 5-1 to one to 7-1 to one, uh, offers pretty good value. And then Richardson, we have seen his stock fly up 
from 100 to 1 a couple of weeks ago. Now, 10 to 1 at FanDuel is the best price that you can find on the market. I don't think he offers quite as much value as Will Levis does, but Richardson is also pretty intriguing because out of these top four quarterbacks that you can look at, I think he's the one who is most comparable as a prospect to Josh Allen. He's certainly raw, hasn't completed even 60% of his passes in college, but he's, he's got the arm, he's got the traits, and he's got the athletic running ability. Uh, so a team might talk themselves into him at number one, but Will Levis, I think, offers the most value at this point. Yeah, somebody's going to fall in love with uh, Will Levis, and they're either going to be coach of the year or fired within the first year. There <laughs> <laughs> won't be any in between because that's – like his film, it, it, it does both. Like his, his good film, I mean, it's darn good. It's first pick in the draft good. But I just have had a hard time, and, and in my experiences, Matthew – Elite players don't have as many bad games, bad quarters, bad halves as Will has over the last two years. And statistically, he wasn't even that good as well. But regarding the first pick, interesting, you had Will Anderson. Does position scarcity play a big role in this? And the reason I ask, Jalen Carter, I think there's a huge drop-off to Brian Reese, Reese and the other interior defensive guys. Where is Will Anderson a legit player, but... I mean, you could talk me into Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. I think Miles Murphy is going to continue to gain steam and momentum as we get closer to drafting. Like, I feel like there's more guys at that edge rusher spot. You think that plays into who goes number one? Is there value in Jalen Carter or is there none? Yeah, I love that question. It's a great question. And, yeah, you're right. The difference from Will Anderson to Tyree Wilson might be negligible. And by the time the draft comes, Wilson might actually end up going higher. And then Miles Murphy feels like a guy who's a very solid pick in the top 10. Whereas Jalen Carter, yeah, I mean, he is one of the, the few true blue chip players in this class. I think the difference is that teams at this point have valued the, the pass rush capability off of the edge versus a defensive tackle, even if that defensive tackle is an elite talent, they still haven't been quite as desirous to move that guy up the board. So Jalen Carter, I think he could be a fantastic pro, probably offers good value for a team that can get him at number three, four, or five. Uh, I just don't know if a team is going to think, hey, we have to take this defensive tackle over a top-tier edge rusher. We're talking to Matthew Freeman. Great stuff over at Betting Pros. He'll be joining us on a regular basis, uh, if he's willing. Uh, he did last year and was great at Matt F. The Oracle uh, on Twitter. So I want to get to uh, first defensive players selected. This market's available at DraftKings. There might be other shops. I haven't seen many, but I'm just going to use the DraftKings odds here. So I want to run through them real quickly and see if anything kind of intrigues you because that is part of the draft betting process, right, Matthew, is to find some long shots, some big bombs that could yeah. ultimately land, right? So Jalen Carter is sitting at plus 110. Will Anderson plus 135. Tyree Wilson at DraftKings is at 5-1. to one. And then Miles Murphy, someone Sean has talked about here quite a bit, is sitting there 25 to 1. Last year, we saw Trevon Walker skyrocket up the board and ultimately go number one over uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Is Tyree Wilson that guy? Is that worth a flyer at 5 to 1? Miles Murphy at 25 to 1. Is there anything that intrigues you in that first defensive player selected market? Yeah, so this market was really interesting when it opened. The book had a strong preference towards Jalen Carter. And uh, Will Anderson 
opened around like plus 300, plus 350. And I was traveling when that market was released. I was angry that I wasn't able to jump on that line. <laughs> now, now it's now it's more reasonable and better to play. The Tyree Wilson five to one is intriguing because if he's getting some hype at this point already from Daniel Jeremiah uh, and from Vance Zerline, right? That's some significant noise that we should pay attention to. And he is already much higher up the board in the mock drafts that we look at relative to where uh, Javon Walker was last year. So, I mean, Tyree Wilson, he's already number five in a lot of mocks. Like, it's not outrageous to think that he ends up overtaking both of these guys because he really could be the most uh, physically dominating player or athlete out of those defensive linemen. The guy who stands out to me, and I will admit this is a little bit of a galaxy brain take, but the guy who stands out to me at 60 to 1 at FanDuel is Christian Gonzalez. Mm, uh, man, he's got, he's got, yeah, he's got some outstanding physical talent. Matt, we appreciate Great it, man. Stuff, we'll Matt. be talking to you soon as we love betting the draft here. Thank you, guys. There he is, Matthew Friedman. Great stuff for him. Appreciate him joining us while traveling. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Come on back. V-CIN primetime. This is V-CIN primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on V-CIN, the sports betting network. In addition to new shows, VEASAN will kick off new podcasts. Well, we've already kicked off, I believe, to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VEASAN continues to expand its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sport you like to bet or how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you. I particularly like this one, the VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast. With some of the best hoops analysis around. You'll have people like Matt Newman's giving out five for five winners. Adam Burke, yours truly, three episodes a week. Might even get more once we get to dance time. And we also have the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with Danny Burke and Andy McNeil. They're all free. Available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VEASAN Primetime. And, you know, it's... I love talking about the NFL draft. I'll be honest, this show will talk more NFL draft, and this isn't a knock of other shows. We will talk more NFL draft on this show than any other show on this network because we love it. I love to bet it. You love to break it down, give your opinion. And the interesting aspect, I think, of this draft is who's picking one? Who's going to fall in love with a quarterback? Because... I saw you tweeting about it, whether it be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. It doesn't, and I think this is the biggest thing too, when we talked about last year, you being your first year in a betting network, it doesn't necessarily matter what you think. Mm-hmm. You, you might be right, but ultimately it matters who's going to fall in love with a quarterback. So Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, they bring something to the table that Bryce Young doesn't necessarily do, which is size. Well, and- right. I just think when they walk in the building and, you know, if anybody's listening or watching this and you've ever met Cam Newton, that's what you feel like when you meet Anthony Richardson. And by that, I mean you watch a player, you think you know how big they are, but then you meet them in, in, in person, you're like, man, he's huge. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's why I felt when I met Anthony Richardson, same way when I met 
Cam Newton. A lot of ways, I met Justin Fields uh, this past Super Bowl in Phoenix doing radio rolling. He's a lot bigger yeah. than you think, too. So, you know, I just think he's going to have that impact when he walks in the building. I've never met Will Levis before, but I know Will Levis' film inside and out. And I know how teams draft. I know what teams look for. You can make a 55-60 play cut up where Will Levis looks like the unquestioned number one pick. And he looks like Josh Allen in a lot of these when he's throwing the ball off platform, off balance, you know, just dropping dimes. I fortunately watched the whole games, and there's a whole lot of other film. <laughs> he looks like he's going to get you fired. But somebody will fall in love with that 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 upside, and uh, we've seen it happen. They're not going to – when Bryce walks in the building, people are going to be skeptical. Yeah. They're going to be skeptical. Is he big enough? But and- my thing is he played in the best conference in football. He's been in one of the best – programs in college football to develop you and get you ready for the National Football League. And, you know, what I don't want people to do is don't talk yourself out of a guy that's going to lead you to a championship because that's really all Bryce has done is win games when Alabama had elite uh, teammates on offense. And then this past year, I'm telling you, this wasn't the normal Bama. That's why all those guys left at the end of the year. Same ones like (laughs) Peace, Deuces. Without Bryce, they're a four or five loss team. I'm telling you, if you go back and watch those games, he's just making play after play after play. I think C.J. Stroud, dark horse would be number one. His film is impeccable. He's got a bunch of it. The Georgia film might be his best game he's ever played against what became the national uh, champion. He did everything to put his team in a position to win that game. Don't forget, it was the kicker. (laughs) If he makes that kick, you know, C.J. Stroud – you know, it's being talked about probably as, you know, a national, national champion. Champs, so yeah. I think he's going to be a much better athlete than people presume because he doesn't use it a lot. So I would be surprised if he catapults as well. Yeah, I, th- I think C.J. Stroud, my guess right now, and who knows, but I would say C.J. Stroud is the X factor here, and that's why you're seeing his odds uh, for number one pick sitting at, you know, plus 450, which isn't that far out. Uh, the report today from Adam Schefter, Sean, Bears have been approached by multiple teams about trading the draft's number one overall pick, and Chicago is said to be, quote, leaning toward moving the pick. So the number one pick now looks like it's so here's, for sale. Here's how I view this draft, and I don't think Chicago, unless they are taking Jalen Carter, they're going to trade the pick. Because this draft is You don't think they are? No, if they're going to take Jalen Carter, I don't think they trade yeah, the yeah, pick. Yeah, okay. If they're going to take anyone else, then I think they trade the pick. Jalen Carter, to me, is the prize of the draft because there's such a drop-off at interior D-line after him in this draft. Um, they're in a great group of receivers in this draft. The quarterbacks are all have question marks. In my opinion, I don't think Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have a bunch of them, but if we're being honest, Bryce this size. Real quickly, just right now, and, and this could be fluid, but right now, rate those four quarterbacks. Bryce Young team. first, C.J. second, Levis third, Richardson fourth. Okay. The problem is there isn't an Ikiakuanu prospect at offensive line. The kid from Northwestern. Right. Yeah. There, there isn't a whole bunch of Aiden Hutchinson, you know, guy. You know, it's just not that good of a draft in my opinion. And because of that, I think what teams are going to be willing to trade up to one to get the guy that they really value in this draft is going to be significant. Because it's not if you sit if you're sitting at nine or ten right now. I don't know that you get like a transcendent talent. And it's very rare that you think the bottom half of the top 10 doesn't come with like Hall of Fame potential talent. And I just think this is a down year. I think I'm very curious, Sean, if the market will move. This week, everyone gets together. They're all eating their 
shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's there in Indianapolis, and there's going to be whispers. Bryce Young is not going to be on the field, right? He's going to do the measurables. He's going to do the interviews. I imagine he'll do just fine in the interviews. But when he wait, when he stands on that scale and it's not a two, and when he stands and checks his height and it's not a six, then I think there might be questions. I've never met him. Whether it's valid or not. So that, that part I don't know. So the reason I bring that up is C.J. Stroud right now in DraftKings is plus 450. Is C.J. Stroud... I think Anthony Richardson, I'll be honest, I think the value is completely gone, right? We, we talked about it last week. There at one point was 100 to 1. Oh, yeah, 100 to 1, take a flyer on Sure. Mm-hmm. With that athletic ability, but now at 5 to 1 where he's almost a co-second favorite, I, I think it's gone. Will Levis at plus 650, that would be a little bit more intriguing if, you know, looking at the betting market. But I think C.J. Stroud is, is the interesting one because of what you said and what we saw most recently against the best defense in the country in Georgia, and he lit them up. And remember, Marvin Harrison Jr. got hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you know, during the break, you've watched that entire game front and back, and I think that tape is really going to help oh, yeah, he solidify out. himself. Yeah, he balled. The Michigan games the past two years hurt, but I think this game, I think the Georgia game really, really helps. And I think the last thing, too, about C.J. Stroud is he showed his athletic ability when he needs it, right? Yeah. He's, and I, and, he's and not just to stand in the pocket. And because you have to run, jump, I mean, you do all that stuff, he's going to get a chance, and it's going to be compared to, you know, all the other guys he's competing with, you know, for this class. Let me say this, though. A, a different kind of player, but but Kyler Murray had to come by a measure 5'10 and 1'8", 207 pounds. Russell Wilson measured 5'10", 5'8", 203. So there is precedent. I know Russell. Well, Russell was a third round Russell pick. went third. Kyler went first. Yep. So – I mean, Grant but does. Ky- but let me ask you this: Does Kyler Murray's inability to stay healthy hurt Bryce Young because he's also a slighter frame than Ky- Kyler's compact? He, I, I just you're getting such a more mature quarterback. You're getting somebody. I I, think, I don't disagree. I think the question is, you and I don't disagree. I, I, on this. I think this is how this is what I think of Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is a, and this is going to sound crazy, slightly better version of Jalen Hurts. Like, I really do. Yeah. Like, because I just think he throws the ball better than Jalen does at this point in Jalen's career. Now, Jalen has developed, based on what we saw this year, into a guy that definitely is competent throwing the ball. But coming into Philly, I think Bryce Young is ahead of Jalen as far as when you watch the film, throwing the ball to all different levels, his ability to create explosive plays through functional mobility. I'm just, I'm a big Bryce Young fan. Uh, I hope people don't talk themselves out of him. That's my worry that they will talk him out. And And that's why. From the betting aspect, that's why I wonder if C.J. Stroud may be worth a look at plus 450. We'll revisit this coming up in the next hour. Uh, We'll talk some hockey here in just uh, about five minutes with Jonathan Davis. But real quickly, uh, my college basketball play doesn't start till 9 o'clock Eastern, but I'll uh, I'll let you know now. Uh, I'm on Oklahoma State. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Was that the right? I probably messed that up. Fool me once, shame on you. Pokes, don't let me down. I was on you this weekend. It was my best bet. In the Circa contest, I failed. You failed. I'm back on it against Baylor. Uh, Baylor will be without their leading scorer, Keontae George, who, by the way, when he got hurt with that ankle injury over the weekend against Texas, they balled out without him. However, I do think this is the ultimate buy-low spot on the pokes at home. Quick turnaround for Baylor after they beat Texas. And Oklahoma State is desperate, desperate for a big win. Give me the pokes.
plus one and a half. They owe me. They owe me for this weekend. Yeah, they they cost me some some coins. So that's uh, that's where I'm rolling here tonight in college basketball. Let's go, Popes. Don't let me down twice in three days. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Puckstradamus got any plays? I'm looking through some stuff. All right, well, it's only maybe, five games. Tonight. Maybe Jonathan Davis will help uh, push you in the right direction. We're talking hockey next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time. Pretty light slate of college hoops. Pretty light slate of the NHL as well. Puck Stradamus hasn't fired yet, but I think you could be convinced. Yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to just, you know, slow down a little bit post-All-Star break. I think some strange things have occurred in the first week and a half since the All-Star game, but that's why we have great guests as well, so... Jonathan Davis. Let's bring him on at yeah. West Coast Hockey. That's HKY on Twitter. Uh, host of Ice Cap on Sirius XM's NHL channel and the Show Me the Money Hockey Betting Podcast. So, Jonathan, always a pleasure to, uh, to have you on. Let's get to a very exciting matchup tonight north of the border. Boston at Edmonton. And you've got Boston as a short road favorite here, but the total actually intrigues you here total is sitting at six and a half right now well look anytime the Oilers play there's always a good chance that we're going to see goals and uh yeah I mean look Edmonton's played overs in 13 of their last 16 games and for the Bruins they've been they've been rotating over and unders their last five and so the turn is supposed to be for an over after an under Saturday in Vancouver you know, I would have a slight lean to Edmonton. It's it's hard for me to back this team, and, and the Bruins can't win every game. But I'm watching that line starting to move a little towards Edmonton, uh, so that would be something to pay attention to. For me, though, I think the safer play is the over. Maybe Boston uh, goalie Umar can do what I don't think any goalie's ever done, which is have goals and back-to-back games. How about that, Jonathan? The netminder from the Bruins getting his first ever goal in their last contest. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, that was super cool. And for those who had the Bruins on the puck line, know, you were right? also a winner with that goal. So that was pretty pretty sweet, to say the least. Yeah, Linus Allmark, uh, yeah, the odds-on for the Vesna Trophy uh, is challenging for the goalie version of the Rocket Richard Trophy, most goals by a goalie in the NHL season. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, a small slate tonight, only five games. You do have a strong opinion in Stars Canucks. I want you to give your opinion in this game, Jonathan, but then expand and expound a little bit on – when you look at the Western Division, I mean, Dallas is sitting there right now with the best record, but I really don't believe in them. So I, I want to hear your opinion on, you know, not just tonight's game, but also how you view them as a legitimate Stanley Cup option. Well, okay, so as a Stanley Cup option, I mean, they're look, they, they definitely hit uh, a bump in the road. They, they've been pretty awful of late, to, to say the least. And I don't think they're done trading. They just picked up uh, Evgeny Dodonov uh, from the Montreal Canadiens and Vegas fans quite familiar with Dodonov, who was really very good for Vegas. Um, here's one stat that, that stands out for me, guys. 
the Dallas Stars have lost 15 games this year in games that have gone past 60, 12 in overtime in the three-on-three overtime, which we're not going to see come Stanley Cup playoffs, and three in the shootout. Uh, we don't see those in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They've got themselves a great goaltender. So I still think they're a legitimate shot. I still think they're going to add before the deadline on Friday. So they are a team to look at. And I, you know, I think they're around 14 to one, you know, look, the, the teams in the East are going to beat the snot out of each other. I, I think, you know, you should, people should be looking for a team in the West with some value to bet on. We're talking once again to Jonathan Davis at West Coast Hockey. That's HKY uh, on Twitter. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter there and uh, get all his great content, including the Show Me the Money Hockey Betting Podcast. Uh, late night action. I guess not that late. 9 o'clock Eastern uh, up in Denver. you got Vegas visiting the Avalanche. I don't know if you pulled the trigger on this one yet. Uh, we've got plus money on the Golden Knights at the Avs here tonight, uh, Jonathan. Um, which way are, is there a lean here for you? Well, I would lean to Vegas. I mean, you know, look, Colorado does look very good right now. But, you know, when I checked the VEASAN bet splits before I came on with you guys, I'm seeing 75% bets and 81% of the money on Colorado tonight. Yet that line hasn't budged off minus 140. So, you know, you've got Josh Applebaum coming up next. He he would be all over (laughs) Vegas in this scenario here with a line freeze here. So, I think that Vegas would be would be the play in this one. And then to go back to that Dallas game, Sean, you're asking about the game tonight. I, I like the Dallas team total over three and a half. If you look at Vancouver, you know I think Dallas wins the game. It's a pretty it's you know, what around 270, 280 tonight. When Vancouver loses, they give up at least four goals. They've done that in 30 of 36, and my math tells me that's 83 percent. And the other one is a prop play in this one, guys. Goal in the first 10, the Canucks. On the road this year, 28 of their 31 games have featured a goal in the first 10 minutes. You know, it's interesting. Talk me through your opinion on this because we've seen uh, are the Detroit Red Wings, and they turn a corner at the All-Star break. I know they just got shut out by the Lightning, but before that, it pulled some upsets. We've seen the Blackhawks upset at a big number. How do you approach betting post-All-Star game because the favorites are such large favorites? Yeah, well, I think the team total is it can be a way to go. It, you know, team total, or if you have an option of playing like the race to, you know, three or four goals, that that's an option. You know, that's another way to approach it. It just just saves you on the juice. Yeah, you know, you've got to try to pick your spots. I, you know, if you had bet on the Blackhawks the last couple of games when they were huge dogs, I mean, you'd be in <laughs> you'd be in really good shape. So I, I would say team totals, race to four, or or look at the total on a game. Um, as a way to, you know, to, just to save yourself some some heavy juice. Okay, so going back to the Western Conference, because you said, and I agree with you 100%, you know, I have futures on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just think 12-1 to 1 is great value. They're going to have the most trustworthy goalie, even though Ulmer's probably going to win the regular season award. I trust Vasilevsky in the playoffs right now more than Ulmer just because of the last three seasons. With a healthy Braden point, I mean, I still feel like, Tampa's not really an underdog to anybody, and I got them at 12 to 1. But I just think the road for whoever in the East is so difficult, whether it's Boston, whether it's Tampa, whether it's Carolina. Like, you don't have to beat like three legitimate teams to get to the Stanley Cup. So let's move to the West. A lot of people just kind of keep defaulting back to Colorado because you can't really trust Edmonton's goaltending. Uh, as you uh, you mentioned, I really don't trust Dallas. I mean, they just haven't done it in recent past. Who who can I hitch the wagon to in the West? 
Well, I mean, look, Colorado at six to one is still a pretty decent price. Uh, and, and Dallas at 14 to one is a really good price. And I, like I said, I still think they're they're going to add. I do wonder what the Golden Knights will do. Um, you know, they've got all this cap space. You know, some of the bigger players have been taken off the market that were potential suitors, you know, potential options for the Golden Knights. Uh, their goal to, it's hard to think, though, at the end of the day, as much as I love the Golden Knights, that, you know, they could raise the cup with Logan Thompson. I mean, he's been outstanding. I, I just, although I, I say that, I mean, really, Jake Ottinger, guys, I think may be the best goalie in the West next to Connor Hellebuck. So, you know, Winnipeg right now, I, last I looked, is plus 3,400. A goalie can just so much to win you a series. Yeah, I, I look at those teams, and, man, if they could put, like, three teams together, I probably would back that one, <laughs> but you can't. But you mentioned the trade deadline. Some big trades were made today. Which one was the most important, in your opinion? And lastly, where does Patrick Kane end up? Well, Patrick Kane's going to end up in New York Ranger. Uh, there's no doubt you know, what will happen by, by Wednesday, I would think, just with, with, the whole, with everything going on with the salary cap. I like the trades that Toronto made today, and I like what Tampa did yesterday in getting Tanner Janot from Nashville because it, it, he, he fits the mold of that bottom six. He's a guy that can score, and he's a guy that, 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 that can beat you up. And so, you know, Tampa's going for it. Their GM said, hey, look, we're not going to worry about our draft picks four years down the road. We've got a team that can win now. They know how to win. You talked about they've got the best goalie in, in, in the NHL, I think, you know, outside of Linus Olmark who's making a fight. But uh, – you know, I still don't trust Toronto's goaltending at the end of the day. Yeah, and I don't trust Toronto. I mean, that losing in the first round thing is not a trend. Like, that's like a part of their culture now. That's who they are. <laughs> they beat me up on TSN when I do radio in Toronto all the time because I tell them the, no difference between the Maple Leafs and the Cowboys. <laughs> You're too big. You're a big man. You can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jonathan, great stuff as always. We will, uh, we will catch up with you soon. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me as always. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your night. Appreciate it. There he is, Jonathan Davis. Follow him on Twitter at West Coast HKY. They push you over the top? Yeah, so he likes Bruins, Oilers over six and a half. Yep. He likes Dallas Stars over their team total of three and a half. He likes a goal in the Stars Canucks game in the first 10 minutes. And he likes the Vegas Golden Knights over the Avs tonight. I like it. All right. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is V Sin Primetime. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... 
I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.